this is Donna Otto. Welcome, 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 welcome to Modern Homemakers. Thank you for your emails, for your texts, for those of you who participate in the Instagram, who come to our Facebook page for information. I, I honestly think there's just too much Donna Otto and Modern Homemakers running around. But I, I know that each of these vehicles are useful to you, the podcast being one of them. We have much to offer on our singing and dancing website. And if you've never gone there, please do. Uh, look for prospects for something to increase your habits this year. And we are picking up from last fall's theme of Do the Next Thing. And we had the Do the Next Thing Queen's husband in the studio. I hope you enjoyed listening to dear Lars Gran, who has been a friend for 40 years, and his wife, who is a friend to many of you and around the world, Elizabeth Elliot. It was sweet to hear him talk about their romance and his version of the greatest stories on earth. <laughs> he tells great stories and has a rich history of them. And then we talked about some of Elizabeth's books. So avail yourself to those things, those resources. There is also the resource of Secrets to Getting More Done, and somebody recently emailed me and said they had gathered a group and it was very informative. I hope that you will, if you are in a place of disorganization, consider that three-hour class and the information that goes with it. Consider buying the book, which is also on the website, written by myself. So that's enough. No, one more thing I have to say, and that is thank you for your donations, for those of you who have joined the Campaign 87, for someone who wrote me this week and said, is Campaign 87 still going on? And oh, yes, it is. And thank you for those of you who have joined us last year and are joining us this year. It does take some resources to keep this Modern Homemakers going, and we are grateful for your investment. It is not an investment that is taken lightly. We are very careful with the resources, and I think we get a lot of bang for our buck, as my father would say. So speaking of habits, we've been talking about habits, and one of the things that I read and keep quoting to you because it's been a really significant phrase to me, and that is... You have to get started to get finished. You want to do the next thing? What is the next thing? I don't know what God's calling you to the next thing. I know right now I have many next things. So I want to talk about what does it take to get started so you can get finished. The word habit is a powerful word. And this year, we're going to keep referring back to do the next thing and the power of habits. Habits speak to us about change and growth. My husband often says that Will Rogers, who he quotes frequently, that, we, that Will Rogers said we are all in favor of progress, but we don't like change. Does that sound familiar to you? It's very familiar to me. And I have this as usual, two sides of the coin in my life, and that is I love some kinds of changes. Like I excel in them. I I can't wait for them to happen to a lot of people in my world's demise and, and, and wish they would not be that way. But on the other side, 
I don't like change because change reminds me I have to let go. I have to do something different. And I was at the bank since the first of the year and I picked up a card. The bank says, embrace change. And I, I thought, what is the bank talking about, embrace change? Well, they're talking about change, literally. Coins. Wrap your coins for deposit. <laughs> embrace change. But it was one more of those reminders that change is, has a remarkable effect in our lives. I've been reading C.S. Lewis the last couple of years. I decided I was going to reread everything he ever wrote, and some of it, I wonder if I ever read it because it sounds so new to me, and I know I have new eyes and new heart. But he talked about change in the light of change that disrupts versus change that expands. You want to say that again? Yeah. That, that was powerful to me. I, I stopped and I lingered on the page. I think that sometimes I resist change because I think it's going to disrupt my, well, whatever it is, my pocketbook, my brain, my relationships, my time, my day, things I like to do in a habitual way. And and I think sometimes change is disruptive. But I also think it's a mindset. And as I've been thinking this last few weeks about it, I think I want to have a mindset that in change I have an expectation, a hope of expansion, of growth, of expansion. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because I've been poking around at various things and everywhere I turn it seems that the same concept keeps rushing before me. Habits, change, the expansion of change, what it takes to be habitual about something, something that is routine. I don't have to tell any of you that before you leave the ladies room you should flush the toilet. It's a habit. I remember being terrified when my daughter, who was 16 years old and going off in my favorite car of my whole life, my little gray sob, and you know, it was a standard transmission, and she had a clutch and a brake and a gas pedal, and she's brand new driver, and all I could think of was she doesn't have the habit. I remember coming face to face with the habit of starting my car. Like, I was in my car, buckled up, out the driveway, through the gate, down the road, at the stop sign. And I had not given one thought to what I was doing. Not a thought, because it was a habit of doing it. So change requires understanding what our habits are and seeing a habit we'd like to have reframed, seeing something that needs change in our lives to encourage our growth. So a friend of ours who we call in our house Ozzy, his name is Oswald Chambers, has written on this habit, and I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs that I found very influential. He said, most of the difficulty in forming special habits is that we will not discipline ourselves. Oh, now comes the hard work. Oh, you've encouraged me to have a a change in my habit. You've encouraged me that change is not always disruptive. You've encouraged me that change can expand me. But now I need what? I need the discipline to do it. And he quotes from William James' uh, book on psychology. The great thing in all education is to make our nervous system our ally instead of our enemy. 
It is to find and capitalize our acquisitions and live at ease upon the interest of the fund. For this, we must make automatic and habitual as early as possible as many useful actions as we can and guard against the growing into ways that are likely to be disadvantageous to us. We should guard against the plague. And I paused at that. There's two more paragraphs to his, his piece. But I paused at that and I thought, guard against the plague. So it felt feels to me that there are many pieces in this desire for change, this willingness to let a new habit form us in a new way that expands us. But we have to be able to see what will happen, the plague, if we don't change the habit. And and suddenly that seemed very easy to me. Like, what will happen if you don't change your habit of spending and you're out of control? Well, you'll be busted. What will happen if you don't change your habit of drinking and you drink too much? Your liver will die up. What will happen if you continue to not sleep and sleep deprivation is taking over your brain and your body and your family and your relationships? Things will fall apart. I'm not so sure that we pause long enough to say, is there a plague coming? Is there a plague coming on anything that I'm continuing to do? Should I have a new habit? So let me give you three maxims, as he calls them. The first maxim is that the acquisition of a new habit, of the leading off of an old one, we must take care to launch ourselves with as strong and decided initiative as possible. Great language. Isn't he a great writer? That says to me, whatever you're leaving old, be ready to launch yourself as well prepared as you can be. The second one is never suffer an expectation to occur till the new habit is securely rooted in your life. We, th- I think we get, oh, I'm giving this up and tomorrow it will be rooted. No, there are no exceptions when you are changing a habit. It will take time. It will take discipline. Remember once... By looking at someone and coming to this realization, not saying who it was or how old I was, but I remember thinking, how in the world did she do all that? Because she has the same number of hours in her day as I have in mine, and the same number of weeks in her year as I have in mine. She must be doing something that I don't know about. It turned out we became friends, and she offered great advice to me about this very subject of disciplines and habits and routines. The third maxim may be added to the preceding pair, but seize the first possible opportunity to act on every resolution you make and on every emotional prompting you may have experienced in the direction of a habit you aspire to gain. Don't you get prompted? I recently was speaking to a group of young women, and I I talked to them about something I haven't talked about for a long time. Do you have a big heart and little feet? Oh, yes, 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 I'll do that, and then your little feet can't catch up. Or do you have a wee wee little heart that says, no, 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 I'm not going to do any of that, and you have really big feet. I think God calls us to moderate that. So everything I'm emotionally inspired to do, 
I think God is emotionally prompting me to do does not mean I can say, yes, 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 yes. But you know when God's prompting you. I know when God's prompting me. He stays with it. He keeps reminding me of it. It shows up in everything I read and everything I hear. And there's the word again or there's the thought again. God is prompting us. So I want you to apply these lessons to yourselves now. Take God's advice until it becomes a new part of your character. I, I love this sentence. You say you cannot get up early in the morning. Very well. Good thing to do is to get up early in the morning to prove that you can. I, I just love that. That seems so counterproductive. But isn't it true that most often the things we say, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I am an early morning person. I am a late night person. I, I talk too much. I can't be quiet. I, I, I can't do that. Well, the very things that you say in your spirit, in your life, I cannot do. Maybe they are the very things that God is prompting you to take yourself by the scruff of the neck. And then I was reading a little further and I came into contact with this. And this had to do with how do I figure out which ones I'm prompted by God and what do I do next? Well, if we continue to pray in confidence and strength, despite all our diversions and inner discouragements, there will be a gradual change in your disposition. Did you hear that? If we begin to pray in confidence and strength, no matter what's going on and what's surrounding us, what's internal and external and the discouragements that we face, this is not magic. Growth, whether it's physical or spiritual, takes time, and it has to be viewed on a day-to-day -day basis. So did you do better today than you did yesterday? <gasps> That's good. That's very good. Pat yourself on the back. Look to heaven and rejoice that you did better today and look forward to tomorrow. The other thought I had was something about growing. You know, new things stop growing. Old things stop growing. So which one are you looking to do? old things, new things. Sometimes we start a new thing that really is good for us and it's causing us to grow, and but we stop it because we go back to the old thing. And I think it's an exchange. Are you going to stop doing something to start doing something else? And in comes that lovely phrase, you have to get started to get finished. Years ago, Philippians 3 verses 12 through 14, particularly verse 13, was quite a powerful passage to me. And I want to read a little to you today. It came at a time when I really needed to understand. Paul says, Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press out to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind the old habit and straining forward to what lies ahead, the new habit, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Martin Luther King did so many things for our world. He was not a perfect man any more than you or I or perfect people, but he did many things to help us see 
how God feels about all mankind. And I was recently reading from a quote of a spiritual director of Mr. King's. His name was Howard Thurman. And he talked about this very stopping and starting thing. And he says the wonderful thing that inherent in the life process are limitations. So that through new, though new things start growing, old things stop growing. He gets, I'm always reminded the experience which may be mine at a particular moment may be an experience in which things are stopping. Or it may be an experience in which things are just beginning. And it's important that I know which process is taking place. He must have been an incredible man, and he was the spiritual director who gave Mr. King the advice that moved him forward and propelled him into a movement that changed the course of our country. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope this word habit and change is becoming familiar to you. I hope it's not daunting. Oh, no, there she goes again. She wants me to be something different. Oh, no, here I go again. I want you to think of the word change, not as disruptive, but expanding. I want you to think of change as God is wooing you and pursuing you to change, and then taking baby steps, one step of stopping the old and starting the new. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make a very uncommon day of change in your world.